0: Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolfe. Never in history has America suffered from a greater absence of structure and of accountability. It's really crushing our society as we know it, when people don't even feel the desire to go to work, to hold many of these traits that Americans have held dear for so many decades. Yet, that's where we're at right now. This is Frank Croft, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. We're going to be focusing on how you get structure and accountability into mobile home parks, and then additionally, why it's so vital that everyone works under these two traits. So let's first start off with the concept of why you need structure. Well, without structure, then life pretty much just falls apart on a macro level. If we didn't have a government, if we didn't have laws, if we didn't have a military, if we didn't have property ownership laws, if we didn't have just the basic concepts of morality and of working hard and family and all these other issues, imagine how rotten life would be. It would be a complete anarchy, yet that's kind of what we're now becoming more thrust into in America every day. It reminds me of a book called Tough Love. This was a book written in 1968 by a guy named Bill Milliken, and that, of course, was back during the riots and all the things that were going on during the Vietnam War back in the 60s. And he wrote a book on how it's often better for people in the long run to force them to live under structure and accountability than let them just run wild, which is what people were doing back in that era. So how do we as park owners keep people from running wild? How do we create, at least in our little communities, our micro level, how do we make people have a higher quality of life and a happier life by holding them accountable and creating some form of structure? Well, the first thing the park owners do comes in on the collections front, and that's called no pay, no stay. It's a very simple concept. You have to pay your rent or you can't live in the property. As opposed to the other option, which many of the old moms and pops did, which was no pay, stay, which meant you didn't have to pay the rent, and yet they would never evict you. The problem is you can't get people to pay rent in an environment in which there's no ramifications to not paying rent. And that's terribly unfair to all the other people who live in the mobile home park. You say, wait a minute, that person didn't pay their rent, and there's no appreciable difference between them not paying rent and me paying rent. Where's the justice in that? And of course, they're correct. You see that right now, somewhat in this idea that we're going to forgive student debt. People will look back and say, wait a minute here. I paid my student debt off and I received nothing in return. And those who didn't do what they were supposed to do, those who shirked the responsibility, well, now their debt is forgiven. Anyone can clearly see the unfairness of having an atmosphere where some people pay and then some people don't pay. Now, back when I had my first mobile home park, Glenhaven, I observed this phenomenon firsthand, and I realized I was doing a horrible disservice to people in Glenhaven. That's the property I used to self-manage if I didn't collect the money every month, because here's what would happen. If someone couldn't pay and they came to me and said, hey, I can't pay my rent, I'll, I'll pay you twice next month, and they never did. And then the next month they said, well, I can't pay this either. I'll pay you three times next month, and they never did. What I was really allowing them to do was to be homeless, because the more I gave in and let them run amok and not pay the rent and they spent it on other items, they had the money and I knew it and they knew it. But they spend the money on other things. It was a lot more fun than paying rent because, of course, what is not, then they were certainly going to be evicted. At some point, I'd say, well, you can't go, you know, eight months without paying. So you got to pay it all up now or you're out. And of course, they couldn't. But they could have if I'd made them pay every month, then they would have never been behind. But since I let them get so far in arrears, it was impossible for them to catch up. So even then, not allowing people to pay rent and still live in your property, well, it's just an absolute death sentence to them as far as their housing needs. So don't do it. Now, people actually appreciate the structure of no pay no stay collections because people like to work in environments where they know what all the rules are and what is and is not allowed. So if you say tell the people you have to pay your rent every month, and if you don't, I'll evict you, and you stick with that, that's clearly the most fair for everyone. It also keeps people from getting into trouble because that way every month they pay the rent as their number one priority. And let's all be honest to mobile home parks, rent is not that high. The U.S. average lot rent is about 280 a month. I mean, at least 80% of every mobile home in America is paid for in full. There's no mortgage. So I'm charging a rent that is a fraction of every other option in that market. And that makes it even more damaging if I let that person get behind because where in the world are they going to go that they can actually afford The answer is absolutely nowhere. So no pay, no stay is the correct amount of structure. It does hold people accountable. It is one of the best forms of tough love because in the long run, people would thank you. Now they won't thank you. You'll never have a resident say, just want to thank you for making me pay rent every month so I didn't end up being homeless. They won't do that. But yet you'll know it's happening. You'll know that that's the benefit of structure and accountability. Another way that we create structure and accountability in mobile home parks is by no play, no stay rule systems, which basically say if you can't play by the rules, you can't live here because it's not fair to your neighbors. Same thing as collections, right? Maybe even worse, because if a resident doesn't pay the rent, people only hear the tale of someone not paying the rent and getting away with it, but they see it every day with rules. If someone wants to go and put five jalopy non-running cars in their yard, push a dishwasher or refrigerator into their yard, not mow their yard at all, these are things that destroy all of the neighbor's quality of life. They all look out at their windows and they see that or they walk by or they drive by and they feel very embarrassed to live there. That's simply not fair. If someone has their property well-maintained and well-mowed, what do they look out on? They don't look out on their property. They look out on everyone else's. And if those people don't maintain theirs to the same standard, that person is punished it's not fair that they be punished. So you're right back at the same issue again. If I allow people to not follow the rules, what's going to happen? A, it harms everybody else. B, it's unjust. And C, it ultimately will lead to their removal. And once again, I'll thrust someone with very low income in many cases into a world in which apartment rents start about $1,500 a month and they all end up living with a relative. So again, you've got to have accountability and you have to have structure In your rules enforcement program, you cannot let people just run amok in the complete absence of any requirements as to how they live. And then we have structure and accountability just in the park management hierarchy. You've got a manager, unless you self-manage, and that manager, that person's job is to interact with all of your residents. So the hierarchy needs to be the residents go to the manager with a problem. If there's a problem the manager cannot address, then they go to you. You cannot have it where the residents go to you, the owner, and not through the manager. That creates absolute anarchy. Now, where that happens in many properties is when the owner lets it happen. They may be going through the property, checking it out. They run into a resident. The resident says, hey, can I talk to you about a problem? And they say, oh, okay, yeah, here's my phone number. Next thing you know, the resident's calling, and it's not a problem. It's typically that it can't pay the rent, and they want to get some kind of variance, either on the rent or on the rules all those things you're trying to create the structure for, and you've now allowed them to get around your manager, which then they tell all their friends and neighbors, and therefore your manager no longer has any authority because, oh yeah, well, you don't have to go through the manager. Here's the owner's phone number, and by the way, they're going to pass your phone number around to everyone in the entire property. All you've done is just ruined your manager, your manager's authority. You've ruined the entire structure of how the property works. So instead, it has to be that all residents... All of their questions, comments, concerns, all funnel to the manager. The manager then distills those down, comes up with what's important from what's not, what they can deal with, which they can't, and then they go to you. That's the structure that you need. That's the accountability that you need. Now, I don't not saying that the voices of the residents should not be heard. That comes through the helpline. Every property needs to have a helpline, and for a very good reason, if the manager has gone bad, You need the residents to be able to reach out to the ownership and say, hey, there's something wrong with this manager. If you don't do that, and if you do have the hierarchy I just described, of course, they can never get to you. They reach a a solid stone wall when they try and go out to the ownership to say there's something wrong with the manager. However, Helpline solves that. Helpline is super simple. It can just be a a phone number, a grasshopper number, hopefully, and an email address. And you circulate that among the community with refrigerator magnets or putting on the invoices saying, got a problem? Give us a call. I know you've seen this on the back of 18 wheelers that say, how's my driving? Call 800 whatever. They're not doing that because they want to see and hear how great the driver's driving is. They want to see if the driver's weaving around or perhaps guilty of a DUI. Same thing with your mobile home park. You've got to give them that backdoor way to get their voice, their concerns, their comments to you as the owner but only in that method. It can't come on the front side. It can't come from them having the option to talk to the manager or talking directly to you. You have to at all times maintain structure in your hierarchy and accountability in your hierarchy. The bottom line to it all is it's a shame that the United States is not governed strictly by mobile home park owners. We would do a far better job because we understand the necessity of daily structure and accountability. We understand the needs as addressed in the book, Tough Love, that you do no one, help, nothing but disservice when you don't create environments of complete structure and accountability. This is Frank Roth, Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at MHPMastery.com to subscribe to the show